Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to The New Man, Beyond the Macho Jerk and the New Age Wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Does her PMS wreak havoc on your life too? Do you secretly track her menstrual cycle so you can avoid the storms? And is PMS just a curse or could it somehow be a gift? Sarah Avant Stover is here to help us guys understand PMS, how we can make a positive impact, and how this time of the month can help our ladies be happier the rest of the month. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Sarah Avant Stover. She's the author of The Way of the Happy Woman. She's a teacher and a mentor for women. Sarah, thank you, for so, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So today, we are talking about PMS. And PMS, for guys, is a touchy subject. We don't know. It's just, it's, there's this mystery that surrounds uh, premenstrual syndrome. And more importantly, like when we talk about PMS, it's more about the emotional state of women. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you're here to talk about this. Um, you know, and the women that I've had in my life, no two have been the same, but somehow they all seem to get lumped into the same kind of category when it comes to this topic. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I know guys that are very fearful of their partners during this time. They actually track their, their partner's cycle on their phones, like with these apps. Um, mm -hmm. So, they want to know when to expect it and like, okay, I need to make sure I watch what I say, uh, that kind of thing. So, I, I just give us, an, give us a high level view. How do you, what, what do you do with regards to PMS? Um, how do you help women uh, in that realm? Well, the main thing I do is I help women to actually pay attention to it and also to reframe what it means. Because, and also I want to preface it by saying that I, I only teach things from my own experience. So PMS has been a big issue for me throughout my life, but it's only in recent years that I've started to become more and more conscious of it and how to actually partner with it so it doesn't sabotage my life but it actually supports my life okay so let's get let's do a little before and after so yeah before you were you were having i guess using pms to empower you what was your experience like then 
It was wreaking havoc in my relationships. So my intimate relationships, like pretty much like clockwork during my PMS week, my partner and I would have a big blowout fight. And I would also get in a place where I felt the only way I can really describe it is like, I felt like I was underwater, like I was at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. And like, I didn't recognize myself. I didn't know how I would react to things or respond to things. And I turned that into a big loop of self-criticism and self-doubt because during those weeks, like I didn't know who I was anymore. Sure. And so now actually in my relationship, we have structures in place and we've communicated a lot about my PMS. So that way we can avoid those big blowout fights, which on any other, any other week of the month would never happen. Uh-huh. And it also helps me to be more compassionate with myself and also build structures in my own life and my own schedule. So I'm not demanding too much of myself or putting myself in, you know, in really taxing situations that at other times of the month, again, would be no problem, but I'm just not equipped to handle during my PMS. Okay. All yeah. right. You know, for me, I, I, I turn into, if I start to get a cold or I just start to not feel really, even after a meal and I don't feel that good, I, I am... I'm not really strong. <laughs> I'm really resilient. <laughs> like I'm just like, there's no way I could do that. I can't. But I've got a little sniffle. There's no way. And so I, 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 and then I, I, you know, I get a window into what like my wife goes through and what you're describing. So it just gives me more compassion. Like, gosh, they, they, they must go through so much on a on a on a monthly basis with this thing. Give us an idea of what's actually happening in your body because I think guys, we can be critical of women. We can be like, gosh, man, oh, there's such a pain in my ass. Well, let's get what's going on for you. So there's a little more compassion. Give us an idea of what's happening there. Well, I mean, hormonally, I want to address two levels. And it's the second level that I'm most interested in, because I think it's where a lot of the misunderstanding happens for when men and women around PMS. So the first level is the physical level. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of hormonal changes happening to prepare our uterine lining to shed during the week of menstruation. So that's the first thing. And it causes a whole bunch of things depending upon the women, you know, from tender breasts to bloating, to depression, to weepy tearfulness, which is usually where I go to um, and fatigue. Those are some of the things, backache, cramps, migraines, you know, there's a whole range of things. And the level that I'm most interested in and that I work with women at, which then addresses the physical level is actually the spiritual level. And I, I teach women that PMS is a warning bell from the deeper parts of you that point out to you sometimes in over a loudspeaker and with neon technicolor signs, everything that's not working for you in your life, ways that you are listening to your heart, to what you really want. And so that can come up with, you know, physical symptoms showing you certain ways that you're not taking care of yourself. Uh, It can show up in irritation and relationship, things that, you know, ways of interacting that aren't working for you, things that piss you off in your business. And it's like, this, this sucks. I hate this. You're not going to be able to hide from it during PMS. Okay. So it may be that during the rest of the month, this stuff's just kind of happening and it's noise, but the, you're saying PMS is a gift. Is it, it brings it to the focus. Like you're not going to be able to avoid 
these things any longer. So take a look at them instead of avoiding it, instead of running away or medicating or, you know, stuffing your head in the sand, take a look at what's showing up. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. To turn into it. And this is also important because so many women reach a crisis point when they go, when they get to perimenopause or menopause. And that's actually the larger expression of PMS, where a lot of women have a whole identity crisis. Because you haven't been listening to these, you haven't been listening to these monthly signals from inside of you that like things aren't working out, you're not really listening to what you want, what you want to do, how you want to live your life. So when you get to perimenopause and menopause, a lot of it blows up in your face. This seems to fly in, in, in the face of a lot of it, which is, hey, when, uh, when I, I, last week when I was in that place, I said some things, let's just ignore it. And you're saying, hold on a second, you need to pay attention to this stuff because it's especially going to show up when you get late, it, it, into your later years, whenever you start to head into menopause. Um, and so, again, I get this message of we can't dismiss it. We've got to go into it. Um, and I can hear, I can hear this voice of doubt happening in certain guys' heads. Like, wait a second, she makes the biggest deal out of nothing though. Why can't she just get over it or something? You know, I can hear those voices happening. So walk us through that. You know, how, how do we, how do we find some balance here where, you know, something, some small thing may be setting her off. Is it really something she needs to go more into? Or are you talking about some of the bigger things in her life that she may be ignoring? Well, both, but also to note that PMS is not the time to communicate those. So it's not the time to get in that conversation okay. with your partner if he's doing something that pisses you off or with your boss or with, with your kid, whomever. It's a time for you just to, 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 just to take note. Okay. And so it's a, you know, it's a really good time to, to schedule in more self-care, more time for journaling. Journaling is really, really helpful for women during that week, just to have more of an inner conversation. Okay. And it, it's the rest of the month, you know, after your menstrual cycle, that's the time then to really look at it in a new light and to take action if you need to. Okay. All right. And so the old way is that she ignores this stuff and it builds up and builds up and builds up. And you're saying, okay, when, whenever this time comes around, this is a time for her to go within, to listen to what's actually happening and to take note, but not to, Hey, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to let my husband have it today. I'm going to finally tell him what's going on, but there's, there's a process to this. Can you describe that process a little bit? Yeah. Well, if you, during the PMS, so say that for me, you know, I, I get really emotional and, and irrational. So one of the things that I do and that you shared, um, trip that, that a lot of men do is you, you start to track. So I suggest for men and women to, you know, have a shared calendar, whether it's Google calendar or like a, a paper calendar and actually write down the PMS weeks. Okay. So that way, that way, you know, when it's coming and for women to take responsibility again, to, to start to schedule less during that week to have more self-care. And before that week comes for men and women to sit down and have a conversation and for women to say clearly what you need specific requests when you're in the middle of that storm. Right. So for me, one of the things that that has baffled my partners is that they can't like have a rational conversation with me. Okay. When I'm in the middle of it. So I say, you know, I tell my partner, Keith, now you, you can't, 
you can't expect me to sit down and be able to communicate in a mature way with you because I'm, for whatever reason, I'm not capable of doing that. And actually what I need is for you to just like scoop me up in your arms and just cuddle me like I'm a two-year-old. And not like, I just need that physical comfort. Okay. And this is for you. You're speaking up for what you need. And and I can imagine other women are like, well, wait a second. It's not that big a deal because we, there's a there's a spectrum here of experiences during that time. Is that right? There is. And one of the things it it varies, you know, obviously it varies for women. And one of the things that makes it vary is that PMS is is really related to the level of stress that we're under. And traditional Chinese medicine says that that PMS is a result of stagnant liver qi. So stress, stress really causes stagnant liver qi, as does, you know, an unhealthy diet and having too much alcohol and caffeine and all these things. So if you're in a stressful time in your life, then your PMS might be worse. Um, so that that's something else that another way that PMS is a gift, it just helps you to kind of just to see where you are in terms of your health and your stress levels. So yeah, each woman needs to see how, how it's affecting her and how she can really partner with her man or just the other people in her life just to just to make those clear requests about how they can support you during that time. All right. So not waiting until you're in the storm, as you said, but hey, we can expect this. This is when it's, it's, we can expect it to show up. And here's what, you know, kind of lay out a game plan. If, we, if it goes down this way, this is what I'd like. If it goes down this road. Uh, and, I, and I guess this is where he gets to speak up for himself too, where he, he, he says, look, I, this is how I want to be treated or the space that I have. Is that part of the conversation in, in your experience? It is definitely um, because one of yeah because one of the things that happens when we don't address it is that that's when our emotions become scary for men because it's like wow she's out of control like she's just like I don't know where this is coming from and, and a lot of men think that it's that they did something wrong that it's their fault and that's also because women aren't paying attention to this time and then they're just vomiting their feelings and you know, all over their men, the people that they're closest to. I know guys that, that, uh, they just, they, they, they wince as the, as, as their partners are heading into this time. And they, they even feel like, uh, like they can't even bring it up. Like, Hey, are you a little, you know, is this, are we going into the PMS time? Because then that somehow is dismissive of what's going on for her. Can you, do you have any experience with that? When, when the guy just says, Hey, are, are we heading into that? They may not be tracking it. They don't have this clarity. They don't have this structure. Why is that dismissive? If he just is curious about, Hey, is, is this happening? Is this, you know, is the storm coming? Well, I think that has to do with this whole reframe that I'm, that I'm really working with women on. And, and again, we're, we're working at, we're, we're living at as women on more of the surface level, like, oh, this is just this thing that happens to me. I, I, I kind of turn into a different woman for half the month and we, we see it more as a nuisance. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're living our lives overriding the cycles that are actually the key to our own happiness and femininity. So when we switch that around and we start to center our lives around these cycles and we start to embrace them as, as our friends, 
then it's like, then it's, it doesn't feel dismissive if a man says like, Hey babe, are you know, are you heading into PMS? Then it's like, Oh, Oh, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I am. So let's, you know, let's come up with a game plan here. If, if, why do women get defensive at that point? Is it, is it somehow that PMS is means somehow that they're inferior or that I'm trying to understand why, why, what would keep a woman from um, having the response that you just said? I think it's just that culturally there's, we just hear a lot of things about PMS like, Oh, she's, you know, it's that time of the month. Oh, like she's just being a PMS bitch and all of these things. So it's like, we see it as more of a liability and like just a nuisance. Mm -hmm. And like we sense a lot of judgment and that's actually root that's rooted in our own self judgment. <laughs> right. Right. Because we're not trusting our own cycles. Like we're we're just trying to to live in a way that, you know, with the Tampax ads or whatever whatever the brand is of you can be the same every day of the month. Right. And we're not. <laughs> you can wear white and do cartwheels and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what uh I I, I I can imagine that for some women, they say, well, if I embrace this, then I'm being weak or I'm playing the victim. Let's, let's, let's go down that road. Does, I, I imagine there's a, there's a long way to go between embracing uh, PMS and then becoming a victim and being like, well, I don't have any say in this. I'm just at the whim of my hormones and I don't have to take responsibility. Because um, I, I could see where some women want to maintain this, their, their own self-image of strength and uh, solidarity. So, um, can you talk about that when, when, how, to, how we stay out of that victim role for both sides, men and women, but mainly women just first? Yeah, it's, it's starting to understand that our strength is rooted in our cycles. So our bodies are, are wired in such a way that half of the month, we are meant to be in a receptive mode. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? Receptive. To be in a quieter, um, more restful, more contemplative, non-doing place. So of, you know, just scaling back physical activities, scaling back social activities, taking more time to journal, to meditate. This is when during your week of PMS and menstruation, that is when you are your most intuitive. Hmm. So you're just primed to actually, and I'm going to digress for a moment, that in Native American cultures, a woman's cycle, menstrual cycle was considered to be a monthly vision quest. And that was so, what the red tent was for. Yeah. So men, men would go to sweat lodges and they'd go out for these long vision quests in the woods. But the chiefs of these communities, you know, said that women, you don't need to do that because you, you go into the tent every month and you have your vision quest. Mm. So to start to realize that you're actually like a receptive, receptive vessel for information and then in, in these native cultures, then women would go out the rest of the month, the other two weeks of the month, and they'd actually execute and implement the intuitions that they had received. So there's very much this yin-yang cycle uh, along with this of this kind of, hey, it's time to go within. And that makes sense. Like, I would be really irritable. 
and have a very difficult time if I was working against that current. There's a current here that says go within. There's a current that says listen. And damn it, here I'm, I'm out in the world trying to get stuff done. And so that's why it's really hard. Is that what you're pointing exactly, to? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And so if women, as we can realize like, the immense power that's available to us, if we just stop, even though that's, you know, that there's so many judgments about that in the world that we live in around actually resting and just being but to realize just to start to experiment with it and then the other two weeks of the month that's when you go out and you create so that that's the cycle receptivity and creation hmm. i like that i like that a lot but i'm now i'm now i'm hearing the voice of like wait a second i got two <laughs> kids and i got a job and i gotta get dinner on the table at six is this you work with women and, and you work with them to help them implement this is I, this is a fantastic idea does it work in the modern age does it work with the modern woman it does and i'm like my life is the experiment <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my you know life goals and missions is to create a business that is in is in alignment with feminine rhythms so I'm like, I'm completely dedicated to that. And I have, I'm very busy, you know, I'm very busy with my, with my business and it's working for me to do this. Okay. And it's just a matter of making it a priority. And I know, you know, I work with women of, and with all different levels of commitment and willingness to embrace this and all are okay, but it just starts with a perspective shift. So if even if I'm out on the road, you know, traveling and teaching a workshop all day on the first day of my moon cycle, I still have an inner attitude of just knowing what's happening, like knowing the need to to shift from fourth gear into first gear and honor more self-care, sleep more, um, just having that inner shift of more quietness, even if I'm in the midst of doing, it goes a long way. I, and I think this this is for men and women. I, you know, even though we're talking about PMS here, that for guys, if we're if if the guy's out there and he's exhausted and he's cranky and he's overwhelmed, somewhere in there he's doing what he should be doing instead of doing what really serves him. And yeah. and hit and what he should be doing maybe oh my god really noble and important and has to of course he's convinced himself of this, but it, it sounds what you're saying is we've got to take that that shift and just say, wait a second, we still are out there in the world. We're still creating what we want to create, but are we listening to ourselves? Are we really, are we really in alignment with ourselves and, and acting more inside out instead of letting the, our outside obligations drive us? Um, because when that happens, that's when, that's when we just drive ourselves into the ground. Yeah. And it's like, as men and women, we can all benefit so much from from living more in accordance to the feminine rhythms, which is it is like the four seasons, you know, if we want to be truly creative and, and also sustainable to ebb and flow with the creative energy of the four seasons internally, you know, a time like right now we're in the fall and that's just like pruning away, letting things fall away. And then winter coming into that stillness, that rest, and then spring starting to rebuild your energy, starting to be more active. And then summer, that's when you're going like full throttle. Mm. Do you do you think that guys have PMS? Because I've heard that 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 guys have this kind of hormonal cycle too. Do you know anything about that? I'm not sure. I mean i I think that there 
there must be some sort of cycle going on for men. Um, but I honestly, I've been so focused on trying to figure out how to help women that I haven't investigated much about what's going on for men. But I'm, you know, we're, we're all cyclical beings. So I, I think that there definitely is something happening. All right. I just wanted to prove my wife wrong because she thinks that I... <laughs> Just be, I can just be a dick without having to have my own PMS cycle. I think that's yeah. what, I, that I, what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cyclical action, uh, you know, uh, rhythm to my uh, assholeness, I think. So, <laughs> so I, you know, this has been really focused on women, really focused on their bodies, really focused on their attention. And a lot of guys are listening to this because it impacts them. Um, I'm imagining that he can't be the one that says, Hey, honey, we're going to set up this structure. You're going to do this and you're going to do that. Cause I imagine he's just going to get kicked in the face. So pretty much yeah. How, what can he do? How can he be supportive? Uh, and you know, kind of like, Hey baby, you should listen to this new man podcast with Sarah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, what, what, what can he do that would be without having to be the one that fixes or rescues her? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I'm used to doing it the other way around, um, having women talk to their men. Um, I would, I mean, the main thing is that she she does need to get more information. So he can lead her to listen to this or even to read my book. I talk about it a lot in my book. Um, but to start with, just that concern like hey babe you know i notice during this week you're really you know you're really stressed out you're really emotional and i'm wondering if there's some way that i can support you it seems like it's it's really hard on you and it's having an effect on our relationship too like can we sit down and and talk about this more and just see how we can get on the same team mm. with you know with living together and loving each other and during this week and so sit down and have a conversation um, from that place, it will bring her into more openness. And, and I think it'd be fine to say like, Hey, I heard, I heard this conversation that was really eye opening for me. And I think it might, I think it might be really helpful for you too. And just to come in it, come at it from that way. Um, but definitely to frame it as being on the same team and that, and that you want to support her. Yeah, I could imagine that he's coming in like, oh, now I've found a, a solution. I'm going to fix her. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to deal with her emotions and her craziness or her whatever, whatever he would call it. Uh, that I could imagine he, that's where he's going to really meet some resistance. But what you're saying is come in as a partner and, uh, hey, we're in this together. This, this impacts me as well. I heard this, et cetera. So. Uh, I think for the guy out there listening, notice if you're coming at it like you, you're you trying to fix her, that she's broken and she's messed up in some way. Uh-uh, that, that ain't going to work. Uh, the partnership angle, how can we do this together? How can I support you? This is happening. We're going to embrace it. You embrace it instead of running away from it, instead of trying to put it in a box and get it away from you. Because uh, again, that, that would just send a message of, I don't love you as you are. I don't embrace yeah. you as you are. So that's going to always kick up some dust. For sure. And guys, I, I don't know how many times I get asked, it's like, what do I got to do? So they, they ask questions from their perspective of not necessarily what's going to be honest, but what do I say so that there's not a 
a reaction, you know, a mm. negative reaction. They're always looking for the way around the emotional reaction. And, and I think here it's just uh, what you're what you're talking about here is just really being honest. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really being honest and making it a we thing. Okay. All right. Okay. So, where can we learn more about you and your work? If she is, if he's passed this along and she is listening to this, what's the best way to find out about the the uh, all the things that you offer? On my website, which is my name, it's sarahavantstover.com. And there you can find out more about my book. And I also teach a 28-day course for women that helps women to start to navigate the four weeks of our cycles and to embrace the power in them in really practical everyday ways. And that's called reversing our curse. And you can find out more about that at my website as well. All right. Beautiful. Uh, And your book is The Way of the Happy Woman. It is uh, the way of the happy woman. Yeah, okay. great. And uh, well, Sarah, thank you so much for for taking the time to come on here. I I, I just appreciate your willingness to share what happens for you. Uh, not coming on here and trying to be some superwoman that that somehow doesn't have these experiences or something like that. I just I just really appreciate you being able to put it out there and and let us know what it's like. So um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for sharing this conversation with your men. There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews. So visit thenewmanpodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.